بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation and discussion on Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah's book The Concise Admonition and so far Shaykh al-Islam had covered three of the impediments warding off the threat and the consequences of sin the threat of punishment and the consequences of sins and they were at tawbah number one that was covered second al-istighfar seeking forgiveness and the third <coughs> is al-kaffarat <coughs> the expiating methods now he rahimahullah in other books mentioned the rest and the rest we know there are seven because they are total of ten these are the impediments that ward off the al-wa'id, the threat and the consequences of sins they are ten in this book he covered the three and in other books he covered the entire number so we will take from his discussion as well so that this subject becomes inshallah completed <coughs> he said the fourth one is which repels the punishment is is the invocation of believers to the believer is the invocation of the believers to the believers like for example the funeral prayers that they conduct on the believers like the funeral prayers in the hadith of Aisha and Anas bin Malik may Allah be pleased <coughs> with both of them from the Prophet والسلام, that he said مَا مِنْ مَيِّتٍ يُصَلِّ عَلَيْهِ أُمَّةٌ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ يَبْلُغُونَ مِئَةٌ كُلُّهُمْ يَشْفَعُونَ إِلَّا شُفِّعُوا فِيهِ <coughs> if a company of Muslims pray Ummah min al-Muslimin, a company of Muslims, numbering 100, they pray over a dead person, all of them interceding for him, then their intercession for him will be accepted. <coughs> then their intercession for him will be accepted. So this is a means because this intercession from their side is dua. After his death, in another narration reported by Ibn Abbas as well, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, he said, I heard the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Ma min rajulin Muslim yamutu fayakumu ala janazatihi arbaoona rajulan la yushrikuna billahi shay'a illa shafa'ahum allahu fi. 
if any Muslim dies and 40 men who associate nothing with Allah in worship stand over his prayer over his prayer meaning his funeral prayer Allah except that Allah will accept their intercession for him and this is a dua for him after death this is intercession this is a dua for him after death so from this we know that this dua for the believers is from the means of forgiveness it's from the means of forgiveness now the fifth one the fifth cause is what is done on behalf of the deceased from the righteous deeds what is done on behalf of the disease of the deceased from the righteous deeds like charity and the like he benefits from this as evident from clear and authentic textual and explicit textual proofs and by the agreement of the a'imma of Islam similarly al-itq on his behalf freeing a slave on his behalf benefits him especially hajj also benefits him also with respect to siyam as came in the hadith man mata wa alayhi siyamun sama anhu waliyuhu whoever died and he had and he ought to have observed fast meaning the missed days of Ramadan then his guardian must observe fast on his behalf and this hadith is in Bukhari similar textual proofs authentic ones concerning the fasting of vow and this should not be opposed these textual proofs that <coughs> were cited should not be opposed by the saying of Allah وَأَنَّ لَيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَى as Allah stated in Surah Al-Najm 53-39 وَأَنَّ لَيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَى and that man can have nothing but what he does good or bad the text that you heard are not opposed by this verse in Surah Al-Najm for from two angles from two angles number one it has been affirmed with clear and consecutive texts and by the general consensus of the Salaf al-Ummah, the righteous predecessors, that the believer benefits from that which is not his own work. Like, for example, the dua of the angels and their istighfar for him. And this is clearly stated in the Quran in Surah Ghafir, in chapter 40, verse 
7. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ يَحْمِلُونَ الْعَرْشَ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُ يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ وَيُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those angels who bear the throne of Allah and those around it glorify the praises of their Lord and believe in Him and ask forgiveness for those who believe in Tawheed. Saying, our Lord, you comprehend all things in mercy and knowledge, so forgive those who repent and follow your way and save them from the torments of the blazing fire. This is one proof that the believer benefits from that which is not his own actions. Similarly, the dua of the prophets and the believers and their istighfar benefits the believer. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah At-Tawbah 9.103 وَصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ إِنَّ صَلَاتَكَ سَكَنٌ لَهُمْ وَصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ إِنَّ صَلَاتَكَ سَكَنٌ لَهُمْ Take sadaqah from take sadaqah from their wealth in order to purify them and sanctify them with it and invoke Allah for them and invoke Allah for them verily your invocations are a source of security for them and Allah is all healer all knower furthermore we read in surah at-tawbah as well in chapter 9 verse 99 <coughs> وَمِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ And of the Bedouins, مَنْ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ There are some who believe in Allah and the last day. وَيَتَّخِذُ مَا يُنْفِقُ قُرُبَاتٍ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَصَلَوَاتِ الرَّسُولِ And look upon what they spend in Allah's cause as approaches to Allah and a cause of receiving the Messenger's invocations. So the Messenger's invocation is beneficial, although it is not from their own actions. Also the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Muhammad in chapter 47 verse 19 وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ So know, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that la ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, and ask forgiveness for your sin, and also for the sin of believing men and women. This is the point of evidence. Add to that as well, the dua of the musalleen, which we just spoke about, the dua of those performing the funeral prayer for the deceased, and for those who visit his grave from the believers. All of these together prove that the believer may benefit from other than his own actions. The second angle. The verse itself, cited earlier, uh, is not an opposition, we said. That man can have nothing but what he does. This is true. He does not possess 
nor deserve except his own. However, that of his, that of others, he does not possess and does not deserve yet. This does not preclude the fact that Allah may benefit him from it and, may, and give him mercy by that. In the similar way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows mercy upon his slaves via causes beyond their and he subhanahu wa ta'ala by his wisdom and by his mercy sheds his mercy on his slaves by causes and means done by his slaves in order to reward them for such causes listen to the hadith for example in this way he will have mercy upon all listen to the hadith in which the prophet والسلام, and this is another authentic hadith ما من رجل يدعو لأخيه بدعوة إلا وكل الله به ملكا كلما دعا لأخيه قال الملك الموكل به آمين ولك بمثل No one invokes Allah for his brother except that Allah assigns to this person so the one who invokes, he assigns an angel. Whenever he makes dua for his brother, the angel assigned to him will say, Ameen. May Allah respond. وَلَكَ مِثْلِ And you have the same. This is one proof. Another proof from the sunnah. Another authentic proof from the Sunnah is that the Prophet ﷺ said, "Man salla ala janazati ala janaza, falahu qirat, wa man tabi'aha hatta tudfan, falahu qiratan, asgharuhuma mithla uhud." Whoever performs the funeral prayer on the deceased, then he shall receive a qirat. He will receive a qirat in reward. And if he follows the funeral until it is buried, then he will have two qirats. The leaf in magnitude is like the size of Mount Uhud. The least in magnitude is like the size of Mount Uhud. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way, will have mercy upon the one who invokes Allah for the deceased and give mercy, bestow mercy on the deceased through this invocation of the living upon him. So Alhamdulillah, this therefore, these evidences are not opposed by the verse in Surah Al-Najm وَأَنَّ لَيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَى and that man can have nothing but what he does good or bad. So there is no opposition. The sixth cause, the sixth cause,
is the intercession of the Prophet والسلام, as well as others concerning the sinful people on the day of resurrection. The Prophet's intercession for the sinful people from this Ummah as well as also other intercessions which Allah will approve for other than the Prophet and this will be on the day of resurrection. This is another cause. And this is replete the ahadith of shafa'a, the ahadith of intercession are consecutive. Like in the authentic hadith when the Prophet ﷺ said Shafa'ati li'ahlil kaba'iri min ummati My intercession is for the major sin doers of my ummah My intercession is for the major sin doers ahlul kaba'ir li'ahlil kaba'iri min ummati from my ummah, from my nation the seventh cause, the seventh cause, al-masa'ib, al-lati yukaffiru Allah biha al-khataya, fi dunya Calamities, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them remove the sins in this life, as expiation for sins in this life. As in the hadith, where the Prophet ﷺ said, No distress, no hardship, no worry, no grief, no sadness, no harm, even a thorny plant injuring a believer, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it as removal as removal of sin takes away from his sins expiates his sins the eighth cause the trials and the squeeze and the fear in the grave these are also the trials and the squeezing and the fear which may take place in the grave and this is the cause of expiation for sins the ninth cause the ninth cause the horrors and intense impact of the day of resurrection these are nine causes so far and the tenth and the final is the rahmah of Allah the mercy of Allah and his forgiveness without any cause from his slaves the mercy and forgiveness and pardoning of Allah without a cause 
from his slaves. And from these, Shaykh al-Islam concluded, rahimahullah, that the claim, that the punishment, claiming that the punishment of the major sin doers is not repelled except by tawbah alone is in opposition to these proofs. Therefore now we have concluded these ten causes as Rahimullah Shaykh al-Islam explained them in many of his works. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most high to forgive us our sins and to accept our repentance. I ask him the most high to give us tawfiq for repentance and to accept it from us. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka rabbi wa atubu ilayk. And this ends the class for tonight on this subject. والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم